I've been in the habit for some time now, since 2017, of choosing a gospel and going really very slowly through it from beginning to end. Um, I met this wonderful priest who's a really good friend of mine now, and he said, you know, choose a gospel and be like our lady, meditating on each word. And he said, take some time. I thought he was going to say, take a week, take two weeks take a month, he said, take 10 years, 15 years on this gospel. The point is, is, is to just to really allow the word to be assimilated into your soul by really pondering on it, contemplating it. Uh, the word is alive and active, as we know. Jesus's words are not the words of any man. They're the words of God. And his life also reveals to us truth and, and and an infinite truth uh truth about god so it's not only his words but it's also his actions his details so every little detail of jesus's life is full of divine power divine truth divine grace full of light in the, in in the most insignificant ways that it seems insignificant but it's really powerful for our souls and so this habit of meditating on a gospel from beginning to end is very Marian because we see, for example, Luke's gospel, Mary uh, pondered these things in her heart. What did she ponder? She was pondering the word. She was pondering the life of Jesus. She was pondering the events of Jesus from the revelation of the angel to, to you know, the coming of the wise men to, to the shepherds to all that was happening around Christ. And no doubt she carried that um habit for the rest of her life uh, because she had received this revelation from the angel Gabriel when he came to her that she was going to bear the son of the most high that she'd received the revelation that she was going to bear God in her soul so I mean how how else could she not be just fascinated in awe and trying to understand the mystery of of what was happening in her life but for her son and you know in that sense Mary's the first theologian who, who ponders the word because theology is always about thinking about God's revelation, about God's word and about understanding. It's, it's faith seeking understanding. It's, it's, it's calling for the gift of understanding from the Holy Spirit to really plumb the depths of Christ. I mean, Christ speaks a lot of the time in his gospel and in his word in, in a very kind of deep way, in a way, in parables and in, in kind of cryptic, tones sometimes, cryptic phrases that that really call the person to waste time, to really spend time with his words. It's almost the way he speaks, summons us to give him a lot of time. And and this is because he's calling us to a deep relationship. Relationship needs time. It needs someone to really listen deeply. Uh, if you'd only ever take Christ's words at a surface, um, well, we see that in a lot of superficial Christianity. But for those who spend time or, or seek to try and really allow his word to, 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 to root in their heart, um, brings a whole depth of spirituality, a depth and experience of Christ. And this is something that I'm searching for in my own life, to go deeper and deeper always. And I always think the spiritual life is an adventure. You know, we'll never be bored because there's always so much more of Christ to, to persevere with. Even in times of dryness and trials where he's not there. So the heart that has always been touched by Christ and yearns for him in those dry times even more. And so 
you know, there's so much to Christ. Like St. Paul says, I count everything as rubbish, but to know Jesus Christ. And how else are we going to know him but his word? By, by listening to his word. And so, you know, like the, the infinite riches of Christ, St. Paul tells us about. There's so much to, to grow in the spiritual life. And, and, and we learn a lot by Christ just by being with him in prayer. The Holy Spirit reveals Christ to us in our soul deeper and deeper. And the more we advance in prayer, the more he draws us to himself. But in a big part, really, it's by pondering his word. And I want to, you know, years ago, 2017, when I started this choice of the gospel, I started with Matthew's gospel because St. Dominic, my holy father, held the gospels of Matthew in his hand, traveled everywhere and knew it by heart. Eventually, eventually though, the word itself led me to Luke's gospel. And I've settled on that for the next however many years that uh, I've chosen Luke's gospel. So this morning I'm, I'm going through the gospel, which I'm only on chapter four. And, you know, I was, Jesus is in Nazareth and he announces his whole ministry. Uh, he's rejected in, in Nazareth, but he's, you know, he's given his whole speech that the spirit of the Lord is upon him, etc., etc. After that, he descends into Capernaum. And, he, and one of the first activities of Christ after his announcing of his ministry is he's preaching the word, he's teaching in a synagogue. And this preaching of the word stirs up darkness, stirs up a demon. And it's interesting that the demon says, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Even God can use the word of a, an evil person, this, 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 this demon, to strike a chord in us. And he says, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Let those words resonate today. I know who you are, the Holy One of God. So, so this demoniac is able to speak the truth because recognize who Jesus is. And even dark forces are forced to recognize Christ. But these words really struck me this morning as I just held them in my heart for a while. I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And it, it just reminds me of how God could use and make part of his word, make part of, 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 of his infinite goodness, even uh, evil things like an evil spirit. It's how God could, could <laughs> allow certain truths to come to us by working with all that is bad in this world and messy in this world. God can bring good out of it. And, you know, like these words of this demoniac, this, this possessed person, which is not the person speaking, but the devil speaking in him. I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Like, these could be very powerfully our words that help us. Like, who is Jesus of Nazareth for us? Who is Jesus Christ for us? Lord, I know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. Isn't that amazing? Could we own those words? But just holding that line is full of a grace. It's full of a power to help us make a deeper faith in Christ. And this is the point of the scriptures. The scriptures feed us with graces because they're Jesus' living word. And another, later on, you know, but Jesus rebuked him saying, be silent, come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him down in their midst, he came out of him having done him no harm. And then they were all amazed and said to one another, what is this word? Like, do we have that own amazement about Christ's word? You know, like the authority of Christ, his preaching authority. What is this word? You know, and that's a question for us today. What is this word? This word of God, what is it? 
it 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 cleanses our heart it calls darkness out of us and christ when we listen to christ's word he will rebuke any evil in our hearts and minds and say come out come out of us when we're with christ the word of god in the eucharist the living word when we're with him all his words are present in the eucharist because he's fully present he will rebuke in us things that we can't even see just by being in his presence so he cleans us for with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits and they come out and reports of him went out in every place in the surrounding region so brothers and sisters what is this word ask yourself this today